is like jazz. Welcome to the Sports Rundown on 89.5 KQL. Patrick Bro joined in studio by Warrior Football Analyst Greg Off, Jake Littman. Jake, I need like a title for you. We need to give you a title. Can it not be Curls for the Girls? Yes, I need like a, an actual like arbitrary title, like something analyst. Mm. I was gonna say Jake, it's Littman. Oh, my, is my mic? You're good, Jake, it's okay. Litman. There you go, but that's not really that's my, cheesy. it's not Litman. Yeah. Um, come back to me at the end of the show. And maybe okay, I'll have something. deal. And, of course, Jared Lancet, who's always here, always around. You gave me a title, but I forgot what it was. I did, too. I forgot. I think you're Chief Baseball Analyst, maybe? Great. Great. All right, Chief ba- Baseball Analyst, Jared Lancet. I'm done. All right, so uh, Kanye met with the president. I'm Patrick, by the way. By the way, Kanye. I Kanye. Tweet. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah, Kanye met with the president today, and uh, it's weird. All right, can we just talk about that it's, it's, we- it's a weird time to be an American, no matter what your political views are. Mm. It's weird. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's goofy. I love Kanye's music. I've always been I, a huge fan of his too. music, and like, I've always felt that he's just like expressed who he is and like mm-hmm. how he's felt, and like, I feel like he's always stayed true to himself. But this is just so far from what I would expect out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's supporting weird. Donald Trump, you know, especially yeah. after saying George Bush hates black people. Yeah, it's a very weird Katrina. transition. I feel yeah. like George Bush likes black people more. Compared to Trump, hey, I don't know. political not, view. Hey, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But like, um, I don't, I'm not going to say just, I agree or disagree with you on this. Yeah, thing. no, but like, I mean, it's just weird. It's it so, is a weird it's, time. It's I mean, a who, weird time. The lead singer from the Beach Boys and Jim Brown from the Cleveland Browns were also in that room. Yeah, and you meeting. know who came it's later that weird. day? Kid Rock. Kid Rock's big in the political scene in he Michigan is. now. He's, He's huge time. involved in politics. Actually. I think for a few na- years now he might have. Isn't that wild though that Kid Rock is in the president's office? Yeah. Has anybody heard oh Bawitabaw? That guy's in the president's office. Anyway, was there a reason why he went to no. the Oval Office today? No, the no, friends. I think Donald no. Trump just wanted the to buddies. show people that all black people don't hate him. Yeah, I, though it was shocked me that Jim Brown was there of all people. But I, I bring this up to have a, a discussion about you know it, it's a weird time in in politics and in life. No matter who you follow, I think it's maybe the weirdest time in the history of this country right now, but it's not, you know, weird stories are not limited to politics. I think it's just because we have so much more access to information that I think uh, so many stories from around the times have been, you know, maybe hidden over time. So I'm going to give you guys some weird sports stories from the past, okay? And you're going to tell me if you think they're fact or fiction. Are they real or not? Whether or not you think that this actually happened, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for the okay. All right. <laughs> on night on June nineteenth, nineteen seventy, Doc Ellis, uh, he was then the Pirates pitcher. He was their ace. He threw a no hitter while high on LSD. One hundred percent true. That's true. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty softball. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty softball one. Get you. Get you warmed uh, that's up. Just, that's just. That's <laughs> just. You know. That's just. Uh, for people who are trying to legalize LSD, they got to just point to that every single time. Every single time. Yeah. Could you imagine what that would be like? Like what? I, no, the, I can't. The, you're the, you're, the, you're literally in the zone. Yes, you're like, li- that's the only thing you can focus on. Yeah. 
I don't know where the zone is, but that's when you're actually yeah, like actually your ball is a fly like and you're no throwing it into a, a Venus flytrap. It's fly no longer trap. a phrase of speech at that point. No, that's an actual Something zone to be else. in. Yeah. All right, uh, Dwayne Wade once openly admitted to allowing LeBron James to watch him shower because they're so close, and if he died, he would want LeBron James to be able to identify his body even if he didn't have his head, hands, arms, or legs. That seems pretty far-fetched, but I'd love to believe that. I'm going to go with a yes. Okay. I think just because they're guys and they shower after games, mm-hmm. that it is a yes because I've definitely seen your teammate with no clothes on. I'm going to go with yes. Greg? Oh, I feel like this one's a trick question because that first part sounds very believable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That second part, I'm going to I'm gonna say that's not true. I'm going to say it didn't actually happen. Dwayne Wade has admitted that he lets LeBron James look at him when he's <laughs> naked. However, it's not because he needs to identify his okay. body. But okay. it's, so it's partially so true. The na- it's just the guys naked being dudes. Right. That's just guys being just dudes. guys being dudes, okay. In 2010, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, who was with the Kansas City Chiefs at the time, he said that the wealthier players on the team would fly women into whatever town that they were in. They would rent out an entire floor of the hotel to put the women in, and that's where they would stay for the night. Okay, I believe that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, that's yeah, that was funny. I'm that was pretty real. sure. Yeah, that's still happening right now. Maybe not the entire floor. I don't think you need an entire floor anymore. But yeah, you definitely need a little bit, though. You know, a couple rooms. It's fine. Maybe. Okay, in the 1970s, two New York Yankees pitcher pitchers uh, they tried swinging one time, and then they decided to trade families. The four people were very close, so the husband of of each you know respective family decided to switch families, and now they are still with those families. Until the day they both died. Um, Can you repeat that for me? So they were, they <laughs> were like, like husband swap. If husband swap, yes. like it was a TV show, and that yes. was real. But they just did but it for life. Just, yeah. like wow, parent trap, but with wow. dads. Two New York Yankee pitchers. <laughs> I'm true. Okay, I'm gonna go with no, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Okay. I'm gonna go with no. Could you get like names on the pitchers? I feel like if you could give me like yeah. a name, Mike Mike Kikich. And uh, Fritz well, that, Peterson. It's real. I'm, tr- I'm going. If, true. Yeah, no, I'm going true. It's, yeah, yeah. Read, no, that happened. Yeah. That happened. I remember I read the names. hearing about that. Yep, they really still live with the opposite wife now, and sometimes wow. they switch back for a couple weeks. That's insane. Isn't that's, that the most that wild is, thing you've ever heard of? Some wild yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you guys remember when? Well, we weren't alive, but when Mike Tyson bit off part of Evander Holyfield's ear. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that was sold in auction in 2002 by an undisclosed buyer for five hundred thousand dollars. I'd buy that. I'm okay. gonna go true. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, true. No. No, you don't think so? I don't think so. Got two out of three. It's fiction. That's not real at all. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a long one, and I, I pride myself on being a good writer, so I think I've, I've summarized this pretty well. So in March 21st of 2010, an MMA fighter was caught uh, naked and covered in blood, okay? Um, he told the officers that he had killed a man, and what he had done is taking the heart out of the man and cooked it in a wood-fire stove while high on mushrooms ate in the heart, and then laid there and enjoyed the trip until the officers found him. The autopsy determined that the organs were removed from the victim while the victim was still alive. Oh, my God. I hope that's true. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, Sure, yeah. I said true. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. <laughs> that's fun, that's right? pretty intense. No, it's but I, intense. I definitely think that's true. I feel like I've heard that before. 100% true. His name was Jared Wyatt. Oh, Jared, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, the Jared's Wyatt, are not, not too hot. Nope, Jared Wyatt so, is, is still in jail as of right now. Okay. Um, I so. so Buddy took shrooms. And he then took he, shrooms. He, he, he ripped the organs he out of a living out of person. Man. And then he cooked it on a wood styro. Wood, and then ate it. And then he ate it. <laughs> wow. Now that, that he got the wrong shrooms that night. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Wow. I mean, oh my gosh, right? 
Yeah, he's no longer competing. I don't know if he's anybody no was with us. He, uh, he's still one of the guys in with us, but you know, the, the, the killer in, is still in jail. Yeah. Back in like early like that's advanced it, CTE. Like Aztec society, those were probably the right mushrooms. That's really true, out, though. Like, yeah. Indica or, or what? It, what is it called? Whatever those. I don't know how you. I don't know. Yeah, the Mayans the or something. Yeah, yeah. That's why they worshipped cows. Yeah. Fun fact. The Incas. The Incas. Yeah. The Indicas. That's close. Yeah. They had really big fights with sativas. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Let's talk about this Warrior game coming up this weekend. So the Winona State Warriors taking on University of Minnesota Crookston this weekend. We've got Greg and Ike on the call for that one. Jake Lemon's going to be here in the studio for that game as well. The kickoff's at 1 p.m. Pre-game's going to start at 1230. Uh, Greg, let's just get it started right here. You're a chief football analyst. What are you looking for in the matchup? Well, I think so. Here's the deal. When I, t- I talked to Coach Keller today instead of Tuesday because okay. I, you know, we they had a weird schedule Tuesday. We just couldn't meet up. But I talked to him. I thought going into this game that Crookston was going to be worse than Mary. However, Crookston beat Minot, which beat Mary. So they're going to be a little bit of an upgrade for Mary. So I'm expecting it to still be a blowout, but a, probably a little bit more contentious. You know, I thought we were going to get a chance to probably rest more starters this week. I agree. I don't think that'll probably end up being the case. No, I'd I'd like it to be, but I mean, I think after last week, we couldn't generate a pass rush against a smaller offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, Crookston's a little bit more physical. They do a little bit better up front. So I think you know, just in that sense alone, especially missing our starting left guard Max Mueller now. For two games in a row, right guard Hunter Hoshed is not playing well as of mm-hmm. the past couple of games. So I think, uh, you know, they'll take care of business. They'll definitely still get the win, but uh, they'll have to scrap more than maybe in previous years against Crookston. What I'm looking for is Owen Burke to have a turnover-free game. Yes, I'd that's really like ones. to see that because um, uh, he had one in the last game. Um, he was he was pressured. He had to throw yes. it away. Hit as he threw. Yep, hit as he threw. Ended up being intercepted. I'd really like him to see. I'd really like to see him take care of the ball in this game, that's for sure. I'd also like to see the running backs uh, really uh, get Roebuck, get Berth, and Santiago Lloyd all going in this game. I'd like to see each of them for sure over 50 yards. They all um, were close to that last game. Lloyd had um, 20, Berth had 30, but I'd like to see each of them get at least 50, you know, have the lead, start running the ball, you know, burn out the clock and whatnot. I'd like to see that. I'd like to, oh, if I can just add on yeah, to that, though, yeah. they did add in the fourth quarter Miguel Benjamin. Yeah, he's that was yards and yeah, he's I'd gonna like get, to see him I think, get more touches step. too. I, I talked so to Coach Kelly and they're really high on him. Great. He might end up floating a little bit and playing receiver and you know, at some point being he might like end up being like a hybrid guy. guy yeah. You know, when it's all said and done. But I think for sure he'll still get a fair amount of touches out of the goal. Do you think do you think seeing him maybe in a in a Daryl Williams type role where they're gonna try to use him out of the backfield and line him up in a slot receiver as well? Or do you think he'll get actual touches like handoffs out of the backfield? I think it'll be more touches. I'm not. We haven't seen him in open space like that. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how he'd turn out. He doesn't have that top end speed like Daryl does, mm-hmm. you know. But he's still pretty elusive in open space. But I think for now, definitely, it's just going to be carries because he admittedly was running last week with his eyes closed. He said, "Yeah, like yeah. he was just deer in the headlights, and he was still getting yards." So if he opens his eyes, hopefully he can, you know, hit some big more ones yards. this week. Yeah. yeah. I, the only thing I have to say, I mean, I said it against the University of Mary game. There's no reason you shouldn't win by more than 40 points. Mm-hmm. 40 points is a lot, I guess. But, you yeah. know, more than 30 points. They're 1-5. and five. Maybe a step up from you and Mary, but not a big step. No. You know, the Warriors are a far superior team, so I don't think there should be any problem, regardless of the fact that you're in Crookston. And I think they need to come out here like they did against University of Mar- Mary and just 
put into bed right away? On a bus ride home like that, you know, it, it's not the kind of ride home you want to take if you lost in an upset against Oh, Crookston yeah, no, that all. would be terrible. But the one thing that could be the great equalizer is the weather because yes. it's snowing up there right yeah. now. So if we go in and it starts snowing and it's a mud field, you know, they're used to playing on grass. This will be our first mm. game on grass. I mean, this will – I don't know when the last time, if I would still be on the team, this would be my first game on grass and I don't know mm. how long. Like, all high school tur- fields are turf now. Like, yeah. I don't really know many places that actually play on grass anymore. So if it's going to be a mud bowl like that, that could get really sloppy really fast. Yeah, and I think it could play in Winona State's favor. I mean, I think you can, it, Winona has the ability to keep it on the ground. Oh, Sam if, Santiago Lloyd yeah. in a mud bowl. So, uh, that's who I around. want. That's the only person I want. That's a man in a in a 20-year-old's body running downhill at all times. Great football, just the, oh, that'd be so fun to watch. I, I, now I'm kind of hoping for it. I kind of don't because I feel like they have a bad press box, Greg. <laughs> I have a, I have <laughs> no, a, they definitely. No, is it outside? No, is it not even enclosed? No, Here, I, I'm assuming th- it's going to be like literally a shed they bought at Menards and yes. playing like a deer stand. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, behind, behind, behind at bleachers. the ten yard line. <laughs> Listen, now that we're further enough, far enough away from this, we can talk about this. The Northern State game. Oh, that was. That was there was uh, exposed plywood everywhere. Yeah, but like everywhere. They're putting in a new stadium, so yeah. they're at like a high school. They're at high school facilities. I yeah. get that, but yeah, just I mean, come on. I come on. we had Cla- one class the joint. Up. We had one outlet. It was just that's tough. It was real <laughs> tough. There was no phone charging going on in that one. The people were nice, at least. They were really nice. So the defense last week. Um, obviously, we talked about the pass rush, but I, I think the thing that this defense we know that they can do is stop the run game. And this is what Crookson's going to try to do. They're going to try to establish a run game just like pretty much every other team in the NSIC. Um, they've they've resorted to throwing out a little bit more this year, but not with much success. Um, they're trying to open it up just like we are, but I don't think they're – they just don't have the offensive line to support a, a pass rush. Do you have uh, any qualms with that? Well, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think this game, you know, last week Mary, you know, they're all about speed, speed, speed. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with the streak he's having, I think Cola Liberty could dominate again this game. Yeah. You know, if this is going to be an offensive line that he's plays a little bit more physical. Like crazy. Yeah, like if he's if they're going to play a little more physical and a like slower, okay. Like he'll outmatch your physicality no matter what. So he could dominate, you know, hopefully these slower-footed linemen, hopefully Mike Ferrante can get it going. I'm really hoping for that. But, I mean, Duxbury's been close, too. He's been really close to having some, like, massive games. He had a touchdown week one, and that's kind of been, like, the highlight. But he's played really well throughout the season, and hopefully Trey Telez can get it going Mm -hmm. again because he's electric when he's on the field, too. So can I I pose a question here? So I know we you know you're not supposed to look ahead, but say we beat Crixton. We're journalists. Handed, so we can look exactly, ahead. Yeah. that's true. You look ahead to Duluth. I mean, that's at home. If you beat Crookston handedly, and then say you do beat Duluth, is there hope to get into the playoffs? There's a small is margin. They, there's I, a slight hope. There's no, I think it's actually pretty likely yeah. we get in the playoffs. Really? At least, not the playoffs. The Mineral Water Bowl. Yeah. Because I think likely, um, I think. Bemidji, Bemidji's likely going to finish out undefeated. Yeah. As is Cato. So that's going to leave the only team then left. If we beat Duluth, they will have two losses, and we would likely get the berth over them. Mm-hmm. And the only other team that's a threat is Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, I think. yeah. And they're not going to get So how many, how many yeah. teams make the playoff out of the NSIC? If there's we an... send two undefeated teams, they should both make it. Yeah. But then there's yeah. the Mineral so Water So the only hope left. would be to win out and have Bemidji just kind of have a yeah, destruction. Bemidji yeah. has to play Mankato and um, 
another Mankato and Duluth yet? They I still think have that, that would, I think so. Duluth or Sioux Falls. Like, that would cancel out. Wait, did Duluth already lose to Mankato? I made my no. picks. I like picked okay. all the games, and it ended up we would get the Mineral Water Bowl, okay. and the NSIC yeah. would still send two, th- two, two teams, teams. I think there's an at-large bid too. There's the possibility of three, like we had last year with Sioux Falls, Mankato, and us going. Um, I just don't think that's likely to happen this year. You just don't have enough teams ranked in the top 25 at this point to do that. Yeah, no, and it's tough because every team kind of has a bad loss. Too. Mm-hmm. Like we have a bad loss. The only teams that don't are Mankato and Bemidji as mm-hmm. of right now. Of right. Yeah. yeah. So. That's yeah. tough. It's that darn Upper Iowa loss. Basketball season right around the corner. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> there you go. What about uh, Chief of Basketball? Oh, you'll be there. That, that title's just not been just given not named been given yet. yet. Yeah. Chief of all Chiefs. Chi- I was well, thinking of that. The Chief of all Chiefs? The chief like you run the Chiefs. other Chiefs? I run the Chiefs. I monitor the Chiefs. Head Chieftain, if you head will? Head Chieftain. Head Chieftain. If you will. All right. Well, we're here with Head Chieftain uh, Jake Lemon. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk a little bit about the MLB when we get back. we got some college football to talk about. And if we get to it, we'll actually talk about the NFL once again. All here on the Sports Rundown on 89.5 KQAL. This is Louisa. Recently, she got help going online. Okay. So hit that green button. This is her first video chat. Oh, Louisa. Oh, oh my gosh. There she is. And the first time she's seen her niece in five years. It's so good to see you. <laughs> see what the internet can help you do at everyoneon.org or call 1-855-387-9166 to find a free training class near you. Oh, I've missed you. Brought to you by Connect to Compete and the Ad Council. I'm Randy Cohen, host of Person, Place, Thing. Architecture professor Fran Leiden's scholarship is far more sophisticated than his childhood comic book collecting. Or is it? The way that I was thinking about it when I was a kid, what I was doing is exactly the same way as I think about whatever I'm doing now. It's exactly the same. Plus, horrible stories about George M. Cohan on our next broadcast and on the podcast at personplacething.org. Surprising stories from great talkers. Person, Place, Thing, Wednesdays at 1235 on 89.5 KQAL and streaming online at kqal.org. the sports rundown on 89.5 kqal i've got the head chieftain there it is there it is jake Littman. i have got chief baseball analyst jared lancet and the chief football analyst over here we've got the one and only og mr greg off okay so we have an interesting look at the mlb right now so you've got some the brewers that's right i can see Littman shaking his head we're going to talk about this first actually the yank I- i'm going to say this right now i think the yankees fans are the worst fans on the planet earth Change my mind, dude. Okay. When I when I saw that video of the the A's fan getting a beer thrown at him, yeah, like yeah. and the game wasn't even close and he wasn't even doing anything. Like I've been to Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah. my gosh, funny story. So okay, so when I was ten, we went out east. We went to Fenway and Yankee Stadium. Was that old Yankee Stadium? Old Yankee Stadium. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, my dad was wearing a Twins jersey with pinstripes on it, uh. and so. Everyone, when we were in Boston, like two people came up behind my dad and turned him around, thought he, he was wearing a Yankee jersey. <laughs> oh. Not even kidding. So that was the Red Sox fans, and the Yankees fans were very similar. I think I had, I think I was wearing like a Red Sox hat because we had just been to Fenway. And That's like, foolish. I got, I, I know it was, <laughs> yeah. it was funny though. I mean, but they'll, they'll talk. To he you about was it. ten. 
I was doesn't 10. matter. It's See, this Boston. is why. This is exactly you know, not, why. You know Did what? they you know, know he was 10? Let me interject here. Let me interject. I'm the size of a 10 Everyone knows that Yankees fans are a-holes. Everyone knows that if you're from New York, you're most likely an a-hole. That's okay. If you're yeah, from Boston. Can a- I finish? Oh, okay, yeah. If you're from Boston, probably still an a-hole. If you want to sit here and tell me that Boston fans are less a-holes than Yankee fans, you're just wrong. I was at a Brewer game once. You know what they were doing to Brett Gardner out in, out in left? They were screaming at him. They they just screaming at him, telling him he has diabetes. That's <laughs> That was some of the... They were throwing beers at each other left and right, but no one records the records Milwaukee Brewers fans because no one gives a flying you know what about Milwaukee Brewers fans. Yeah, that's Obviously, fair. Obviously, when you're in Yankee Stadium, there's going to be more people prone to record their phones because Yankees fans are known for doing things all around the MLB. The Yankees fans don't do anything so extra that other fans don't do. They're just often recorded and you're caught for this. I think Here. I would I would tend to disagree with you. Now here's the here's the reason why. One, Yankees fan the Yankees fandom has drawn not only the douchebags from New York. Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. But the ones from the rest of the country. The bandwagon, I'll call them DBs from now because I'm not sure if I can say that on radio, but like and I'm not saying you're one of them because I don't think you're one of them, but I think um the most Douchey nationwide fan base of all is the New York Yankees. And here, here's that the thing: like, nationwide. I agree, I agree with your point of like all fans doing what Yankee fans do because I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily like their actions. Like, definitely, there's like, there's definitely like, there's definitely DBs in every yeah. fan base. Yankees probably have a little bit more than some, but yeah, that might be only because of the phone thing. Because like, I went to a White Sox game against the Indians with a bunch of my buddies in high school. Michael Brantley was out in left field. Mm. I immediately went to his Wikipedia page, found his wife's name, his daughter's name, his dad's name. Mm-hmm. Knew he, found out he calls his dad before every game. We let him have it. <laughs> and when he turned around and looked at us, that was all we needed yep. to get fired up and keep going at him. Like that was we want. Yeah. Like it's on now. But I think part of the That's Yankee funny. fan thing is that they are they're creatures. The stuff that Yankee fans wear, they look disgusting. They're yeah. wearing <laughs> That's a yes. wife like it's yeah. a it's this fat jersey guy who's got looks like a nasty spray tan, probably smells like salami, yeah. wearing like That's a yellow a stained wife beater with a mm-hmm. gold chain, an open like Jorge Posada jersey, the Italian horn, and like a, an all blacked out Yankee flat brim hat, slightly ajar. Yeah, like they, yeah. They very descriptive. Look very, like that's very true, though. That's very, very true. Accurate. That's like on the dot. But that's what they look like. Some of them are just creatures. You, like you watch the Yankees right. fan, and that, they are. Ugh, that doesn't something. that doesn't help the case. But if if you're a Cubs fan and you're in Milwaukee, you're gonna get you know distra- as destroyed Absolutely. as you would be as you in Boston. Cubs fans uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe not as, but it's the same idea. I think Boston and New York are two unique. Same with same with your Borough fan in Chicago. Chicago is gonna just wreck you know rip you apart. The thing about Boston is that they used to, you know, back in when they were still the we haven't won a World Series in a hundred years, the crybabies over there, you know, they played this little brother like, oh, like Yankees fans are the worst, like, oh my gosh, like they're so mean. And now they can't play that. They're yeah. as bad now, and there's no argument against it. Yeah, Yankees fans but they just have get a, ca- they have an argument to rest back on, I think. Well, the like past about fifteen years of Boston 15. have been yeah unreal dominant. in all all sports well, too, right, right, all right, of the big four, right? But they are also jerks. Oh yeah, just yes. like Yankees. Yeah, I think, so I think, I think Boston I don't and think... Yankee fans are without a doubt on the same level. I, I think I, I think the Eagles fans last year were pretty bad too. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Those have that. Philly yeah. might be East the worst. Coast, Philly as teams. a whole might be the worst fan base on earth. I mean, they threw snowballs in Santa Claus. 
and glass were, bottles they and were trash. They booing the crap out of the Eagles in that Viking game. You can pick game. teams. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like Chicago fans, St. Louis fans. I hate St. Louis fans. Yeah. Like, I'm a White Sox fan. I have no rivalry against the Cardinals. I hate Cardinals fans. And here's, a, here's another thing. Here's another thing. It's easy to hate Yankees fans, but if you mean to tell me, if you want to sit up in your little high, high chair of morale – and tell me you would be as nice as you are now if you had 27 World Series championship rings. This you this are wrong. This right oh. here, this is why. Yeah. You because oh I knew at this some is point exactly in this conversation this is that I, don't, I, don't I knew at some you. point in this conversation you were going to say that. And this is the problem. If you why wouldn't you feel a little because bit of entitlement? One of those, because one of those it's only one in 15 years, bro. Yeah, what have you been around for? Like what do you remember? 2009. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna for s- sure. I I'm not gonna sit here and say too. that the Packers won the won the most NFL championships when most of them happened before the Super right, Bowl but era. That's, that's like five. That we're talking. Well, I guess it's like nine, ten in their case. It's like thirteen. Okay, twenty-seven. I understand but that. There that are lapses of that team being irrelevant too. Very correct, but. Even with those, we still managed to have 27, and those Dude, lapses were long. Black people weren't allowed to you're play looking, baseball for most of that time. You're looking at like 19, and if you're a Steinbrenner, probably not till 1980. But uh, if you're looking from the like the 70s to like 87, we didn't get one, and then and then like before that, it was another 10 year stretch, and now we're in 15 year stretch. That's what 30 some years of not having a a series and we still have 27 that's an accomplishment okay well can we talk about the actual game babe ruth yes, would yes not, let's talk about that. babe ruth would be not. in single a baseball right now can i just say that oh, babe and, ruth bob, would be and, and bob cousy wouldn't make the end exactly so those old rings that are argument. not even relevant oh the past God. is the past yeah that's the past I, dude, is this the is past. this is what i thought was going to come out and i love it all right jared let's talk about the alcs and the nlcs well we can just talk yeah we Littman's not going to say anything because the yankees absolutely choked away the series at yankee stadium let's, let's talk the about whole... that dodger brewer series okay yeah well, okay. why not i well, will get that up I just right now Littman, for you Littman is just dying right now can i just say one thing i'd like to say yeah, one let's thing get, okay should have I... won game one bases loaded like three times got De- one run yeah. should have won game one that's why I said you One choked game it away. Two, absolutely choked it away. Game three, Luis Severino shows up 15 minutes before game time, has eight minutes to warm up, and is giving pitches to the Red Sox. I mean, there's a reason you score 16 runs in an ALDS, because yeah. you're tipping pitches. And then don't even get me started on game four. I, I, I have, I, yeah, I'm done. I have one question then. I just have one question yes. to follow it up. Do you regret getting Giancarlo? No. No? All right. He's going to have, like, 60 dingers next year. Aaron Judge is going to have 55, and we're going to win the series. I read the most wild stat yesterday. No team that is um, in the top 10 of seasons and home runs ever has won the chance. Was the World World Series. You guys still don't have the pitching yet. No. I don't know how your farm system is. I want to say it's not great. No, we got uh, Justice Sheffield, excuse me. He's a killer left-handed pitcher. Uh, We kind of brought him up at the end of the year when we already had the clinch. Uh, Didn't get a lot of pitches in. Severino is going to be better. He had a destructive second half of the season. Uh, yeah. Tanaka is still Tanaka. He's not a top rotation guy, but he gets the job done. He had a pretty solid year. Hopefully getting Patrick Corbin from the Diamondbacks. He's an all-star. Great pitcher. Um, I'm sure there's going to be million-dollar more where that came from after Patrick Corbin. Probably going to get Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. I'm really not worried about it. Because we're any, the Yankees. I'm was not there, worried about it. Was there anyone you guys could have sent out in that game other than CC Sabathia? Quite I don't. Honestly. I really don't think I, so. I didn't though. have a worry with sending out CC Sabathia. I mean, we could have. We could have probably sent out. Um, um, oh my God, who pitched game one? We probably could have sent out JA Hap if we wanted to, but uh, I, I had no problem sending CC Sabathia out. He's been exemplary in the last couple of years in the playoffs. I mm-hmm. mean, he's been doing fine. I think it was. Uh, it was a shaky game, no doubt. I think he could have been. Uh, could have been 
sent off when he gave up the second run. Mm-hmm. That's Aaron That's Boone, fair. and don't even get me started on Aaron Boone. But mm-hmm. I, I had no problem playing CC Zabathia because he did it last year for three games. Yeah, and I think his, his three earned runs allowed isn't what's going to give away the game, but the Yankees' inability to hit when it meant the most was what don't, really gave oh, away the game God. because mm-hmm. the Yankees in that in that ninth inning, uh, Kimball gave them every opportunity, every single opportunity to win. The guy couldn't throw a strike for the first three batters. He struck out Stanton. I think Stanton was the second mm-hmm. batter. He's just going out there. He's just like, I'm going to just. That's the problem with these home run, like home runner bus teams, is that they can't play small ball and they can't get runs across yeah. when they need to. It's a home run or bust, and they were bust in that inning. Stanton struck out. He was 0 for 4 in that game. That was um, obviously the biggest game of the year for them. Couldn't, couldn't get it the, done. The only positive thing about absolutely choking this away and a chance at the World Series this year. Is you're going to sign Bryce Harper and still lose next year? Not only the millions of money, the dollars that we're going to spend in the summer, but I think Aaron Judge is going to hit for 350 next year and just run away with the MVP because he was hurt a lot this year, and then when he came back, he just tore it up. I mean, even in the playoffs, I kind of hope he, he does just because he's up. the face of baseball at this point. He, he's just, man, I he love He hit that 375 guy. in the playoffs. He definitely yeah. carried his weight with mm-hmm. the Yankees, that's for sure. But anyway, excited about the series coming up. Both NLCS? Of them. Both of them. Both yeah, of them. NLCS and ALCS. We got... I'm on that what, Brewer this, bandwagon. Baby. I'm telling you, they're going to be a series team. They're going to lose to whatever team comes um, off the other side. But, I agree. Uh, the the Brewers think, have a great bullpen right now. I mean, their bullpen's oh, yeah. playing um, absolutely electric. amazing. I mean, the they don't have that ace. We talked about that's the problem. I, I think see, but I don't a think, very understated problem here. See, but here's the thing: is I think if you can muster up enough pitching with the amount of offense that this team is willing to develop, and I think in baseball you can be hot. I think you can be right. a hot baseball team and make a run. And I think their bullpen, their bullpen pen bullpen. is their bullpen is taking the place of being a having to have a starting pitcher right now. I think they're able to use their rotation in the same effectiveness as if you had a really good ace. I, I agree. How long can you continue that? I'm not sure. There but you go. I think it's going to work against the Dodgers. I, I, I don't know because it's a lot different going against the Dodgers lineup than the Rockies lineup. Yeah, but you blew the Rockies lineup just out of the park. Right, you did. You did. Out but of the, the park. Dodgers, so the Dodgers have one of the deepest team in baseball. I mean, yeah. you can send out a you know, starting position player in the eighth inning and he hit as, any, yeah. hit as, as good as any guy in the MLB could. I think it's going to catch up to him more when you have to go against, like, top-tier starting pitching. What happens yes. when you have to go against, like, Keuchel and Verlander on back-to-back? Yeah. No, when I, Chris Sale comes yeah. to town. I like the Dodgers of Kershaw. I don't really believe in any of the Dodgers pitchers. No. No. Much. no. You know, even Kershaw in the playoffs doesn't really get me. Like He's not like Bumgarner in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Bumgarner yeah. in the playoffs, give me him over, like, anyone, mm-hmm. literally. But, like, I mean – I think the Brewers can beat the Dodgers with the bullpen game, but I mean, when you play an AL team with a DH, yes. I don't know if you can play the bullpen game. No. You can say what you want about getting hot. You can say what you want about you know getting lucky in a game or so. I just think whoever comes out of this NLCS is going to lose in five days. I still, I, I, I completely I, I agree with you in that situation. Pray with all my heart it's the Astros because I cannot see the Red Sox win a World Series after that. But I just don't think either of them have a chance against Boston or Houston. Just I, I still think it's going to make I, for an interesting series. I mean, if the Brewers make the World Series, how good is that for yeah, that's small true. market that's awesome. baseball? Yeah. I feel like if the Dodgers make it to the World Series, though, they would have a better chance of winning than the Brewers would. Am I crazy I don't for know. saying that? If, no, if, much, the, if the yeah. Brewers go on and beat the Dodgers, they, they've been hot. They've yeah, been they yes. the definition anything. of that hot. They've yeah, won they 14 been. of 16 games. Yeah. They swept yeah. the Rockies. That is true. If they beat the Dodgers, they they're like, who who's going to stop us? Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be great. Themselves. Themselves. <laughs> that's I mean, it. I mean, that's be, it. But, Christian Yelich like, can't just keep hitting dingers out of the park for the rest of the time. At some point, this offensive just efficiency that the Brewers are having is going to have to slow down. Someone's going to have to have a slump here. But if they can continue to pitch like they can under their bullpen, there's no reason why you don't pick them and 
I don't know, four games mm. in the CS. Imagine if Eric Thames was having the year he was last year or I this know. year. That'd I be know. insanity. And you know what? You're not, you know, a lot of these guys, I don't think you're going to lose too many of them going into next year. No, I mean, I no you people want to be there now. Yeah, and I don't think you can go out and sign the big free agent. Uh, but you can Probably sign not. a lot of middle-of-the-road guys who can really be good role players. Underappreciated guys. Yes, the guys, absolutely. Yeah. You're not signing Bryce Harper. That's a fact. No, that's that's New York. Yeah, but you can you There's can sign. Teams. You can absolutely. Yeah, I th- Bryce Harper's gonna go to New York. No, I There's think no he's gonna Bryce go. Harper I honestly think he's gonna go to Chicago. I'd rather have Manny Machado and then you move. Oh, him I'd ra- I'd rather him go to the Yankees than go to the Cubs. Oh my God, I'd die. I guarantee he's the most New York Yankees of the past twenty years <laughs> yeah, guy to, to get. So of is Machado time. though. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, if we have a chance to get them both, I think we're gonna. Try. I feel like yeah. the Sox are gonna go after Machado really hard. That's who I kind of have put all my like hope in for. Because I read, I read it's, the, it's the, the Sox, the Yankees, the Phillies, and there was one other team. The Phillies are coming out with just millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, we want to get every top. No one wants to go to Philadelphia. Like, no. They were so good in the first half, though, and they have good right. young yeah, players. Yeah, they were. They just bombed in the second half. And like, and they're a lot like Boston, New York, and uh, well, I see. I thought the I thought the Brewers were going to do what the Phillies did because I didn't I didn't really just realize fall, how fall off. right I didn't think they had as good of a roster yeah. as they have now, that I realize now. And I was saying, you know, they're going to win some games early. They made some really good moves in summer. Well, they made some Yelich really good moves. Continue, Yelich was hot like all yeah, year. He, yeah, he was yeah. continuing well, he won, start he's to winning the MVP. MVP. Yeah. yeah, but they picked up Mustakis, who looks so poor on a yeah. baseball field. I've never seen someone <laughs> look so. Not meant Out to wear place, a uniform, yeah. you know? Ryan Braun is the best post-steroids old man in baseball, yeah, I think. He's great. Yeah. His, His swing, swing is, is so beautiful. Yeah. Perfect every time. Oh, and I, I had I had my suspicions about him moving positions going into the year this year, but he's played okay. Like, he's been all right Ryan in the Ryan Braun? Yeah. Where else would he play? He, he pl- wasn't left. Yeah. He, he wasn't was left. Brewers career left fielder. Isn't so what he is he right left now? now? He's in right? He's in right, yeah. Oh, he's in right. Oh, okay. He's yelling. No, but Yelich, Yelich has been center. playing in right a lot, and I guess, Braun, yeah, they've been Braun was playing in left in the in the NLDS. I know that for a fact. I mean, they move no, them all right. around. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Thank you. I'm wrong. First time <laughs> ever. It should be. This is the first time. Pe- Whoa. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Head chieftain over there. Who got the ALCS though? Then I think I'm gonna. I think it's the Astros again. I think. Um. I think I. Str- I just trust their starting pitching staff better to get them out of this series. Um. And if they're the team, I think they're the best team in baseball right now. I think it's about them generating offense right now, and I think they're gonna be able to do it. I think the key to this. I think David Price might make this movie turnaround. Trash. He's been brutal. But Alex Cora said. Alex Cora said he's figured it out. So he's yeah. either going to go out there, he's going to get shelled again, and it's going to be like, all right, we're never going to see David Price in the postseason ever again. Or he's going to go out there and he's actually going to turn it around, and then the Red Sox are going to have Chris Sale and David Price, and they're going to duel it out to seven. And I think it's a coin toss. I would f- I would favor I favor the Red Sox because I think they have more momentum beating their rivals, the Yankees. They're don't feeling don't right sleep now. on Verlander, Garrett Cole, Dallas Keuchel, Lance McCullers. I mean, it's Yeah, no, the Astros are good. Yeah, no, both good teams, yeah. but – I think it's going to go to seven, and the deal breaker is going to be the David Price game if they pitch him in Fenway. Okay. That's, that's going to be your biggest mistake if you pitch David Price in Fenway. Now, if you are the Brewers and you win, your as we've all picked, I think we're all picking the Brewers in that series. Yeah. Besides, you Lemon, maybe I don't really care. I'm just I think that I'm too series devastated goes, to pick someone. That's I think that like series goes early. I think either either way in that series, I don't think that get, that one gets pushed to seven. Um, the Brewers are probably going to fall off offensive wise if they if they have a. You know, like a week rest if 
the ALCS goes to seven, right? Is everybody in agreement there? So that'll be interesting too. Um, I think there you might there might be a little bit of an energy dip down though for Boston after such a a big win for them beating the the Yankees in the in the uh, ALDS. I think it's just was so big for the city. I think there can be a little bit of a kind of an adrenaline dump going into the series. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are uh, one and a half run favorites in the oh. opening game against Houston. That okay. is that is the the line. The one that's always a line in baseball though. One yeah, one and a half. Mm-hmm. So just saying, Red Sox are favorite. Red Sox are favorite. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about college football, maybe try to squeeze in some NFL at the end there, and also we're going to play a little game at the end if we can even squeeze that in. All coming up on the Sports Rundown on 89.5 KQAL. Remember when your neighbor found us naked in the car And the time out direction got us kicked out of the park Getting frisky in the dark, I gave your eye a poke I think the dog is also in the bed Do I smell smoke, you and me? We never ever give up You didn't give up on sex. Don't give up on birth control either. There are more methods than you think. Visit Bedsider.org to compare all the choices. Brought to you by Bedsider and the Ad Council. Bedsider.org Tired of celebrity gossip masquerading as entertainment news? Sick of superficial box office tallies substituting for movie reviews? Tune in to Sounds of Cinema for film reviews and headlines from Hollywood and the independent scene. The program also features a wide variety of film music, from classic scores to obscure cult hits. Find out more about the show at soundsofcinema.com. Sounds of Cinema airs every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. here on 89.5 KQAL and online at kqal.org. Guys, with wind chill right now outside, 29.3 degrees. I don't like that Could at see all. see some snow tonight if it's going to keep there, Apparently, Allegedly, there was flurries this afternoon. Oh, yeah, there was. I, I experienced it. How was it? Did it make you upset? I was already depressed from the Yankees. So it's oh, we're over adds, it. It's over. It's done. We don't need to talk about it anymore. We're not talking about baseball anymore. We're good. All right, Patrick Bro here. I am joined by Chief Football Analyst for Winona State. You can hear him on Saturday when uh, University, when Winona State University takes on University of Minnesota Crookston. That kickoff is at 1 p.m. We've got Jared Lansett. He is our Chief Baseball Analyst. I love these fake made-up names that Yay. we're giving everybody. And we've got Jake Littman, who is the Head Chieftain, mm-hmm. and uh, he will be doing the pregame show at 12.30 and the halftime show at whatever time halftime is Can't um, at for. Winona State versus Minnesota. Looking at shops for that opportunity. You're just so excited to do so pregame at halftime. I can feel the energy in your voice. Who's Our, uh, on the board? You will have Barry Allen, the one and only on the board. Barry. So terrific. Yeah, Barry will have his first game on the board ever, period. All right. So that's good. Well, it's that's a game. what I like so, to hear. So be patient with us on Saturday is what I'm saying because some things okay. might go down that aren't great. All right, we guys – we haven't talked enough about college football, I think, this year. And I think it's just because the NFL's had a lot of really good storylines, and we're in October. It's hard to ignore baseball. And uh, we really need to get this discussion in right now. We're about halfway through the college football season, uh, the Division One college football season. As of right now, who is your top four? Who are the, the four teams that are in? And then maybe give me a fifth wild card team. Do you want me to lay, label all five real quick, or are we can go one and then two and then? Three? Uh, we can give all four. Give all give four. All yeah. four. Give all okay. Four. Yeah, and I don't care. So who number one, you know Alabama. 
Yep. Nothing too surprised there. They're first yeah. in points for it. Um, but the thing about this Alabama team that really scares me because I have always had uh, a chance to talk bad about this team, but because they don't have because they don't have a quarterback. This year it's you know awful because they actually have a quarterback and they're sixth in passing real. and two is unbelievable. Yeah. Fun fact here: Alabama has not been more than twenty eighth in passing under the Saban era, and they have what six national championships. Mm-hmm. Do you think so, Saban hates the fact that he has a throwing quarterback like deep down inside? Without a doubt, yeah, he's like, oh, I just want to run the rock. Yeah. I want no oh, chance of turnover. Yeah, if Saban right. could, he'd want he'd run he'd run like thirty wedge every yeah. single play mm-hmm. over so, and over and over. If it so, would work. think about that. As twenty eighth is their best, and they threw for two hundred seventy seven point nine a game. They're throwing for three forty five right now. And they got the defense behind it, of course, and we're all just done for. I'm still going to talk crap about their poor strength of schedule because that's just a joke. But I really don't think when we get it. It is what it is at this point, yeah. Yeah, no, I I really don't see anyone beating Alabama. It sucks to say. Clemson's my number two. Trevor Lawrence is is the real deal. As a true freshman, I mean, the kid's just sad good. I wish I was Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence. Uh, Fifth in rushing, though, seventh in points against. When you got the offense and the defense to go along with it, like we've seen in past Clemson teams for the over over the last four years. Still, though, Alabama's in a whole other world, so I don't think the following teams I'm going to list even matter. matter. Okay. But Ohio State's in third. Dwayne Haskins is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I already hate that guy. I, I, be, I and just, the Big Ten's down. I mean, they're going to run through the Big Ten. <laughs> Whoa. Excluding a team. Uh, okay, you can say you can say you can maybe. Um, I know you're going to say that Wisconsin the, could win that game, but it's I just know, not I, possible. I, I don't think it is. Dwayne Haskin is really just un, unbelievable, but the defense isn't there, and that's what they're yeah. going to have to worry about when they get come playoff time, because they don't have a prolific defense, mm-hmm. and they really almost lost to Penn State if it wasn't for Dwayne Haskins, you know, heroics. Uh, then Georgia's my fourth. That they just got the defense there. I mean, second in point yeah. points against. I think it is. Um, they're just unbelievable, but it's interesting that they're not really running their offense through Jake Fromm. Like mm-hmm. they're running the ball. Like you got Elijah Holyfield back there, son of the Holyfield. Uh, we talked about earlier. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. We talked about the ear. <laughs> the ear. That's yeah. true. I yeah. forgot about that. Uh, but I think once Georgia gets the bulk of the SEC season, then I think mm-hmm. they're going to take some losses, and that's okay. going to be it. And of course, my wild card team is the University of Wisconsin. Okay, see, now that's just bold. They lost to BYU. It's bold. You can have upsets. I know. Michigan lost to Ala- 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 Appalachian State, excuse there me. There you go. You got it. I got it eventually. Yeah, if I- you, ta- you took a bad loss, yes, very bad loss. You beat Michigan in the big house. You come home. You already beat Iowa in Iowa. That's hard to do. Yeah. You win out. You beat Ohio State. No reason you shouldn't be in the playoff. No reason. Yeah, but with a, Here's with the a thing, down though, there's big so ten, I think many yeah. undefeated teams still at the top. Like it's so. Notre top Dame heavy. will get there. West Virginia is going to lose. Washington's not undefeated. Oklahoma already lost to say, Texas. I think Notre Dame's pretty. The Big Twelve. I, I think Notre Dame. I think. I think Notre Dame's unfortunately. For real. Give me 10 games, then I'll make my decision. Okay, here's what I'm going to get into with that. I'm just going to give you mine just so I can make a Notre Dame case. Is that okay, Jared? Yes. Okay, perfect. So my one is Alabama for everything you mentioned. My two is Georgia for everything you mentioned. (laughs) Okay, my three, this is where it gets interesting, is the same as you for everything that you mentioned. (laughs) However, number four is Notre Dame. Okay. uh, Because I think that Notre Dame has already played all of its toughest opponents, and they put really, really, really good wins on the resume, and the back half of their schedule is garbage. They play their That's two true. toughest games are Northwestern and USC, and Northwestern and USC are both unranked teams. I think Northwestern that USC game though, you the know, U- it and, it's, the th- and it's the rivalry game, and I understand that. And Northwestern's a tough team, but they play a, a back half 
of a half ACC schedule, basically, with the bottom half of the ACC. The thing with Notre Dame is if they lose, they're done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't lose. Yes, true. You can't you lose. You lose to USC or Notre Dame, I, you're, you're, there's no chance you're going to yeah. get in. Another yeah. thing about Notre Dame is you got Michigan State off the rails. Yeah. You know, that win, unless you're Alabama, a win early in the season has to is only good until the team remains ranked. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna. this committee is going to look back at Notre Dame. Actually, I take that back. It's Cause Notre you beat, Dame. Because you beat Stanford and you beat um, – Notre, uh, Virginia Tech, who will right. probably Virginia end up... Virginia Tech now, who probably going to lose five games. They lost Josh Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean... Your big I, win I don't, Stanford. Like, Stanford's your only hope to keep that resume alive. It's very reminiscent of 2012 at this point. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. But I, if Stanford, I if Stanford goes through... 2012. No, I think I they're no much better because I think that the, the offense, they were 5-0, and and the offense wasn't bad, but then they put Ian Book in, and all of a sudden... They're popping out, you know. They yeah. couldn't. They couldn't get to a twenty-one point game. Now they're popping out big offensive yeah. wins in in three back to back to back games. So I think this Notre Dame team could be really, really scary. I mean, I'm just thinking like, say Stanford gets beat up in Pac-12 yeah. play, and then the resume doesn't look good. But if they're undefeated, they're undefeated. They but, have no reason not get it. I don't. I don't think Clemson's going to have a very impressive schedule at the end of the year. I think That's it's true. just going to be namesake. Right. I think it's just going to be namesake for Clemson. That's true. Same with Notre Dame, though. Now my. No, very much so. But I think the Notre, I think people learned from that BCS championship a couple six years ago now yeah. that uh, namesake for Notre Dame doesn't mean what it means for other college football programs. Mm-hmm. And then looking on the outs on the outside, looking in, and this is a team that could maybe come in depending on how this kind of season ends out, especially in the Big Twelve. WVU. I mean, Will Greer looks like he might still be on steroids because he's playing really, <laughs> really good football right now. But we say this about every Big Twelve team every year. And no, I agree. The Big Twelve just beats lose. itself yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, but I think everybody else in the Big Twelve is down this year. Oklahoma, Texas, are they down? Texas is bad. Are they yeah. down? Oklahoma, Oklahoma still good. Finally, Texas is still good. Oklahoma yeah, has the best player in the country for one. Yeah, but Oklahoma isn't Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. Not they're, they're Oklahoma they're with Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. I don't and really think finally, I don't really think that offense is moving the same though. Maybe not the same, but it's, it's still moving. It's yeah. still dynamic. And the, and still and the really important good. key with uh, Oklahoma now is they finally got rid of. Uh, uh, Stoops' yeah. brother, yeah. who the was an absolute yeah. travesty, and the only reason he had a job for his because of, of his last name. Yeah. So once you get back that there, maybe they finally won't give up 40 points a game. I don't know. I, f- I still feel like they yeah. haven't recruited for anybody on defense. I, lo- I mean, if you look, yeah. there's a bunch of three-star guys on their defense. They've mm-hmm. used all their scholarships on the offensive side stars of the ball. Don't With, stars don't mean anything. I was just going to say, Wisconsin do, has a prolific defense. But they, okay, but they, you know they do. I mean, to an extent, it re- look at the Alabama and look rec- at Wisconsin. When I was a senior in high school, the number one recruit, the number one five-star recruit was Speedy Noyle. I remember him. Yeah. I loved you, that guy. And he went to A&M and did nothing. Yeah, he's done nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Pre- I could have swore he transferred to LSU, honestly, if I remember. I too. have no idea. Exact, right. Exactly. Exactly. L- Lancet? Um, for home. me, I'm obviously going to go Alabama one. And honestly, I'm not a big Division one college football guy. It's yeah. a lot for me to get into, so I'll just I, I watch a couple games when I can, but I'm not a guy that's like sit down. I'm gonna watch these games. Uh, Alabama's one for me too. I was gonna say Notre Dame uh, for the reasons yeah. that, that you said. I think they're definitely a top team. Their schedule was super easy going down the stretch. They've already played the teams they're gonna play and beat them. Ohio State for me is number three uh, because of their schedule. Goodness, mm-hmm. the only team on the schedule that is gonna do anything against them is Michigan, and I still think Ohio State's gonna beat them by mm-hmm. at least ten. Uh, I think they're gonna blow by. Um, I have Clemson. At four, and for instead of a five, I'm going to go more of a wild card and a team that I like seeing. Um, I'm really impressed with Kentucky this year. I have That's a couple, very I have a, true. I have yeah. a couple buddies that actually play for Kentucky that I played baseball with growing up. Uh, they're not starters, I believe. I believe okay. they're scout team, but they're a couple of wide receivers. Um, 
Um, they've been great this year. I know they, they lost to A&M last week uh, by six points, uh, but the only other really top opponent they have in their schedule is Georgia. Obviously going to be a loss, but still, I think with hey, two you know, losses. If they beat Georgia, yeah. I think they're in the conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Snell is a freak. I know, right? Yeah. Snell is so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a, a one or two loss season for this Kentucky team that was pretty much a nobody team a couple of years ago is pretty impressive to me. Now, the interesting thing about Ohio State, and I just want to touch on this real quick, is that Michigan team, they're going to be playing their best football at the end of the season. Shea, Shea Patterson's playing a lot better than he did early in the season. That offensive line does not look anything like it did against Notre Dame because um, literally the, the Notre Dame defensive line with Jerry Tillery, they were just throwing them around and making them look like children out there. Um, they're they're looking like starting to look like a team towards the end of the year, which you would expect from a Jim Harbaugh coach team. So don't count mm-hmm. that Michigan game as as a, as a cakewalk, which Ohio State never will because it's, uh-huh. it's, it's that team game. up north. Yeah, yeah, it's the game. I think I think the thing with Ohio State is they've just recently got Nick Bosa back though. Yeah, that defense is super super good. It's much I, different with Nick Bosa on the. Field. I think with I th- I would have Ohio State too. I think Ohio okay. State is for real. I think Dwayne Haskins is probably the most complete QB they've had there. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than J T Barrett, Cardale Jones, no question. Mm-hmm. any of those guys they've had recently. Because I, I think he's an actual NFL quarterback potentially. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, isn't he a redshirt sophomore? Yeah, so he can leave this year. He could. I don't think he will. Why wouldn't you? I think. A, I think he would take another year. I don't think he's, he's got to know what his draft prospects are yeah. yet. Because I, I know would, a lot of people still say, "Oh, it's a, yeah, need more tape on him." That kind of deal. Yeah, that's true. But it's also a down year with quarterback, so he could easily slip into the top five. And I don't think he would. You know, is it a down year that. for quarterbacks though? I feel like every well, time got, I watch Colin draft, Howard, got, he says there's like seven top tier guys. You got Justin Herbert out of Oregon, who's not special. You got Drew Locke, who is obvious accuracy issues yeah i mean you don't really have obviously compared to last year that was a class of the decade you have a lot of josh allen type you have yes you have a lot of people who you know you're gonna have to do a lot of work and then if this dwayne haskins if he continues to succeed this year and scouts start to look oh maybe we don't need to do as much work with this guy if you're desperate for a quarterback he can easily slip in the top five, and I don't think any quarterback in their right mind would not take the opportunity. I think to maybe at the five. end of this year, he might be in the same situation that Sam Darnold was uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. where it's beneficial to stay for another season, but not the whole career. Maybe one more season for him. Well, that was that was Darnold's senior year, I guess. So that was a little different, wasn't it? Yeah, but he definitely could have he definitely could have left and gone in the yeah, third that's round. True. After that's that, true. But there was I, so much hype he behind didn't that kid. Want to go to the Browns, though? I thought. Yeah, was that was the, a, that's like probably you, knew you were going to the Browns. He went to the Jets, so I mean, life isn't much Jets better. Jets are worse worse at this point. Yeah, I think the Browns are kind of they've got the culture going now. Isn't it weird? The hashtag culture. Yeah, it's very weird yeah, how good the Browns are right now. Um, just some final points. Some some last things I want to talk about. You so UCF hasn't lost a game. Um, since last year, uh, the fake national champions in UCF. But here's the thing. If they continue to win, let's say they go undefeated this year, they're going to be in a a New Year's Six Bowl, and they drop down a conference. So they're going to have three years of Scott Frost recruiting in a bad conference. They're going to go undefeated probably next year, barring anything bad happening, because they have top-tier recruiting in a very, very bad conference. If they go undefeated for three years, are they a potentially a playoff team just because then it seems like what in the heck is going on? I, if if they finish this year undefeated and then next year undefeated, that's the last Scott Frost yeah. class, I would say then, yeah, sure, if you're undefeated next year, I'd give it to you, but you move down, you're playing, you are playing 
no like no one yeah. all your, nobody you're not having one good win on that entire resume so i don't i'm i'm not putting them in there sure give yeah. them a new year six bowl if you want I'll, they're not making the i'll playoffs. tell you one thing if this year if they stay undefeated and it so happens that they take a spot away from wisconsin i'll lose it but that's obviously a different story and, that's a fan base yes. by fan base situation i think you if you want to put them in there you're gonna make a mockery of the first round yeah. because whoever they play they're, they're gonna, gonna get lose wiped. by 30 points if, if they make the playoff i'm willing to bet within two years they'll be like oh yeah we're expanding to eight which i think is inevitable anyway yeah but i think if a team like this makes it that'll just but push the, that quicker I, into. The i don't future. i don't know if it's inevitably inevitable uh because the issue with four is because what about five and six? You're just gonna go eight, and what about nine and ten? It, the the argument's always gonna yeah, be but there. Yeah, I, I I think at nine and ten, are you really worthy of being the national champion, though? Well, look at yeah. it right now. Who's who's eight, nine, and ten? No, I think because here's Oklahoma, the thing. Here's nine's the thing. Penn State. I mean, there's that's a lot of argument of, there. By the end, by of, the end year, of the year, though, you have multiple okay. losses. That's fair. You know? Yeah, I, that's it, fair. And I think I think eight too. The difference between eight and one. It's a lot different than the difference between one and let's say twelve. You're right. Like the twelfth team in the country is a is a real because uh, there's kind there's of team, five you know major I mean? conferences. You'd yeah. like to see one from each, ideally. Yeah. You'd like to see there's make an it, and then maybe bid. a mid major yeah. can you know get in there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, once in a while, maybe one at eight. maybe one at large bid, and then the rest go to the power five, something yeah. like that. One or two. Yeah, exactly. it's an interesting situation, definitely. All right, let's take the last four minutes of the show here. Uh, what are your guys' favorite storylines going in this NFL weekend? We got some big games. We got that Patriots uh, Chiefs game coming up on Sunday night. That's gonna be a big test for uh, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes, uh, twenty-seven and zero is the um, record I read for Belichick today against quarterbacks under twenty-five in Foxborough. Hmm. I think my favorite storyline is. Uh... Is Alex Smith terrible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk yeah. to Lippman about that Redskins we game. Did either, did we did not. You know, a side note here, this week it could shape up to be one of the worst week in sports of my life because the it Redskins be. got embarrassed on Monday. Yep. I have on, no on hope Columbus for the NFL season. You, okay, so the Yankees lost, and then now Wisconsin could lose. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll yep. describe. Okay. My father currently lives in D.C. He, he was born there. Okay. He grew up with the Redskins fandom. There you go. Okay. There was not a current... While he was there, there was not a DC no team. Okay, he moved to New York. Spent ten to twenty years of his life. Grew to be a Yankee fan. Okay, I grew up with that, and I also live in Wisconsin. And I made the choice at a young age to root for the Badgers, and that's how you have the Football, spread out NFL and hockey. Hockey, I'm a Caps fan. Okay. And, and not on the bandwagon. Oh, by wait, the way, you're, we you're can a all Redskins add. football fan. So what about basketball? Basketball, Bucks. Okay. All right. I, could I used that. to be that's a Wiz- I used to be a yeah. Wizards fan, but I just like the Bucks more. So. All right. That's fair it. enough. I'm, the heart, I'm fine want, with that. The heart wants have... what it wants. You know. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, one thing that I'm for sure watching this weekend is how the Bears play, because the Bears had a bye last week. Yep. Everyone's kind of like, okay, let's check out. Let's check out these three and one Bears. I'm nervous as heck about the Bears. They played the Dolphins, which is honestly a top five or six team in the AFC mm. and win this week AFC I mean in Miami I'm curious to see how they perform quite honestly you know who had a bye last week the Redskins the Washington Redskins <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. think the Bears will decimate the Dolphins I don't think the Dolphins are that good I think the Patriots killed the Dolphins mm-hmm. when they demolished they them I think the Dol- Dolphin season is over they've lost two starting O-linemen for the season I read is Tunsil out for the year uh, the the center Kilgore is out for the oh, year, okay. and okay. he was. I thought a it was Tunsil. That's my. Um, he might be. I don't know, but 
they're the I read they're the only team in the NFL that doesn't vote for their own captains. Oh. Adam Gase is the only head coach who hand picks mm. his captains. That seems like a very Scott. I do. Thing. I the Bears have history. Adam Gase was the OC Cutler's mm. last year. Not many guys from that regime are left. Like Charles Leno and Kyle Long are literally mm-hmm. like the only two guys who That's, played for that offense. Yeah. So I think I think they'll absolutely handle it. I think my favorite storyline is Blake Bortles got to figure it out because mm-hmm. he was playing really good and then it, cost them that game against the Chiefs. It's and, a bad Chiefs defense. It's not. Yeah, I mean they. No, you just he's just got to be more consistent. And I like Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. I've always been a Blake Bortles defender. I think he's a really likable guy. If you listen to him on like part of my take appearances mm-hmm. and stuff, he's like a fun goofy guy. But uh, he's just got to against play the Cowboys better. defense I, that isn't anything special. I mean, they're better than their offense. Yeah, no, but, but that Cowboys defense, they have some pass. Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford are going to get in his face. Mm. He's going to have to make decisions mm. under pressure. But that, that back half isn't great, but their linebackers are freaks. Mm. Jalen Smith it's, might be yeah. NFC defensive player. Of the oh, yeah. year. He won't because they won't win enough games. No. But Jalen Smith is unreal. So what? Wh- how long until Tom Coughlin realizes that he can't waste this defense on Blake Bortles? I'm assuming they've they've got to be the next guy has got to be coming they, this season. They yeah. they just extended Bortles. I mean, he had a decent playoffs. So yeah, but almost it, beat the they incentive didn't, they didn't, contract. Yeah, and, and they I didn't think, pay him top tier money, even if even if he makes all of its incentives. Yeah. Are there any are there any big pending free agents? I feel like that's where like I feel like in Jacksonville, that's where like Tannehill might be able to mm-hmm. put it all together. <sighs> like Tannehill. Tannehill stinks, but he makes at least like he's pretty conservative. He can throw the ball pretty accurately over the middle. Like not too far. You need down a Matt field. Hasselbeck type of guy in mm-hmm. that offense. You, yeah, you just need like a game manager. Like if mm-hmm. Alex Smith would play, would have played his prime on this Jaguars defense. Like with this Jaguars defense, like, he would have been fine. Yeah, Alex Smith would have been a fun. Well, it just it's like the yeah. same thing as like it's like the it's like the Packers wasting Aaron Rodgers right now. If okay, that's a little different. But no, that's listen, it's the, here's that, the same idea. It's the same poor idea. Poor coaching is throwing them in. If you that's that too. If uh, you're it's gonna, poor. It's poor. Acquisition of players that's really putting them in. I mean, you let away it in a really, really good secondary. You let Michael, Micah Hyde, and Sam Shields, Casey Hayward, Casey Hayward. You let Charles Woodson go. He went Tamaris on. Marius Randall's gonna be all pro for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you let uh, Charles Woodson go, and he ended up having three All Pro years after he left. So, but it's the same idea. You're yeah. wasting Aaron Rodgers with the team around him, and now you're wasting the team around Blake Bortles with Blake Bortles. If you had a good, t- I if see, you had a good but I don't know about that because I think Blake Bortles before the the transition into this era has not been put in a good situation. I thought he played well down the stretch last year. I thought he did okay. too. He yeah. played well he did in the Steelers game. He did. He did. Yeah. And I, I think he does what they need him to do. I think he's a game manager type player, and I think he's he's able to take command of this offense. I think he had a bad game, and I think game managers are going to have bad games. Alex Smith yep. has the occasional five interception game. Yeah. To go back and attack the Packers, uh, I don't think it's a player acquisition thing because those were all oh we're out. Out of time? Just finish your point. Well, I think those <laughs> player acquisition issues, I think those were guys that they just weren't using right. Those are just players who aren't being put in the right situations. Like Demarius that was, Randall that was, was a lot playing. of Dom Capers, too. Yeah, Demarius oh, Randall gosh. was playing corner. He's in all-pro safety for the Browns right now. Like, a lot of guys just weren't being put in the position. I think Mike right. McCart, like, if the Packers yeah. would have hired Andy Reid when he would have left Philly, yeah, I agree. Oh, man, how would they be doing that. right now? Unbelievable. I don't, and I don't disagree with you. I'm not a huge Mike McCarthy stan. Um, I, don't, I just don't think you can fire him. I think uh, if I think, if I the think, next yeah. season ends up bad, I don't know. I don't know. I think if if the Packers don't make the playoffs this year, he's out. That's my hot take of the day. I would agree. Thank you everybody for listening to the sports rundown for Greg Off, Jared Landset, Jake Lin, Lin and my lit man, <laughs> Litman. I thought I you can't were making speak. fun of him because he I didn't can't say the speak right state. now. I don't know what's going on. 
And for Jake Lippman, I'm Pat Bro. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to find us on the Sports Rundown podcast as well. That will be able, available on Acre.fm, also on Spotify and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in on Saturday when Greg Off and I are on the call from University of Minnesota Crookston against your Winona State Warriors at 1 p.m. for kickoff. Jake Lippman will also be here in studio for the 1230 pregame show.